May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> Who is family? What is a family? An online dictionary lists 22 different descriptions of family. I won't name them all, but here are a few. Any group of people closely related by blood or marriage, like parents, children, uncles, aunts, and cousins. And this would fit most of us, right? But here's another. All those people concerned as descendants of a common progenitor or patriarch, such as the Tudor family of England, or a group of people who are generally not blood relations, but who share common attitudes, interests, or goals, and frequently live together, like the hippies movement of the 1960s. And for you TV and movie fans, a unit of organized crime syndicate, like the Mafia or Cosa Nostra, how many of you seen, have seen the movie The Godfather, parts one, two, and three? <laughs> Maybe more than once. So the word family can be used to indicate numerous types of relationships. And within any given family, there may be a diverse array of personalities, ideas and beliefs, values and traditions. Relationships within families may be good or bad. Some are solid and sincere with an equal amount of love and tolerance and forgiveness. Some are easy to maintain, others quite difficult. Some yield joys and rewards. Others result in disappointment and disaster. Some lead to disharmony and dissolution. However, some serious disagreements can be overcome by forgiveness and compassion, especially if one or both of the parties are willing to recognize the ways in which they contributed to the problem. Last Sunday, John Burris stood in this chancel and told us the mystery of faith and our knowledge of God is through relationships. We are all children of God one body in Christ. And as the poet John Donne said, no man is an island. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. We are all involved in mankind through relationships. It is God's will that they be loving ones. Life is hard. And life is constantly about managing relationships, especially those in families, whatever the definition may be. And sometimes that maintenance requires hard work to keep it healthy. Like those following Jesus in the first century, we live in sometimes troubled and confusing times. And most of us are just trying to figure out how to remain faithful to our principles, love our families, and be open to the constantly changing ways that God is leading us. 
Now, what about the family of Jesus we just heard about in Mark's gospel? Do we see a bit of disharmony and dysfunction there? Our initial impression of this passage is that Jesus does not recognize his mother and his siblings as real family, saying that whoever does the will of God is my brother, my sister, and my mother. This would seem to be a bit of a disrespectful statement from someone who would have known the Ten Commandments very well, especially the one that says to honor thy father and thy mother. Jesus' family, along with the chief priests and the scribes, were just trying to maintain the status quo so as to not upset the religious practices and traditions that had been in place for centuries. What these groups did not recognize was the fact that these practices were often severe and oppressive and definitely in favor of a small group of people that control the wealth and power in their community. So the family of Jesus and the religious authorities considered Jesus to be out of his mind, possessed by a demon, and should therefore be stopped. The seemingly harsh words that Jesus, Jesus had for his family does not appear to so much be a rejection as an effort to make them aware of the new ways that God wants his people to follow, to let go of practices that favor the rich and the powerful, to look with compassion and love toward the poor, the lame, and the oppressed, to forgive and seek forgiveness, to be willing to share one's resources, to reevaluate one's values and actions in ways that will promote the kingdom of God on earth. For Jesus, family was not defined by birthright, blood relations, race, gender, social or economic status. Rather, he wanted his true family to be recognized on the basis of their actions and the ways in which they could maintain loving relationships. These would be new families of faith, united by Christ's love and obedience to God's will. Jesus' goal was not to eradicate family, but to transform it into a non-patriarchal partnership of mutuality and love. That same message applies to all of us today. As one commentator put it, Jesus takes old families and recycles them into a new family, creating one that he thinks God wants. The situation, the situation would be analogous to someone coming into your carefully decorated home and rearranging all the furniture right in front of your eyes. Jesus was symbolically rearranging Israel right in front of the eyes of the scribes and the chief priests, as well as his own family. And the passage calls us to be rearranged into families that reflect God's love and compassion. Family means relationships that are to be cherished and nourished and managed, even when there is divisiveness. 
The new family means reevaluating all the things we learn in our childhood from our parents, our schools, and our teachers, some of which turned out to be non-productive or not respectful of the dignity and well-being of all human beings. As an example, I grew up in an era when segregation was just a way, a way of life. It was wrong, of course, and our present society still suffers the consequences of such a world, and we still have a lot of work to do to make things better. My own parents, and by extension their children, participated in the perpetuation of this practice, not in a mean or hostile way, but nevertheless doing nothing to stop it or to teach their children to act and think differently. They have been gone for over 30 years now, but I believe that were they here today, they would recognize their complicity in an on ongoing form of bigotry. They were good people who did not live long enough to experience the transformation of our society after the tragic events of the 1960s and the end of segregation. I bring this up not to dishonor my father and my mother, but to show how good people may be misled by those who wish to maintain the status quo and are unable to see how their actions are both harmful and in contrast to God's wishes for all his children. So may God bless all of your families transform them, renew them, and fortify them with his love and mercy, and give them the insight and strength to maintain loving and lasting relationships. Amen.